Welcome to the OCB Podcast. We're the podcast for health professionals and the wider community. Looking to explore diversities in health, ask some more questions and have some more conversations. My name is Archie. I'm an EP based on cities on the beaches. And joining me as always is our health business owner, Andrew, who is with Ryan Hebron and myself uh, in the studio for part two. I was about to ask a question to Ryan about inductions in private practice. Enjoy. Well, <laughs> it kind of, because like on inductions, mm. um, we're, we're talking about like, how does a private practice then induct effectively when there are all of these things that you need to cover with a new grad? It's like, where do you even start? How do you even structure or begin to uh, like uh, induct a new grad effectively? Hmm. Uh, and you had some thoughts on it. Uh, what, are, what are your kind of main thoughts around uh, that? You sent some to me prior. Um. Oh, jeez, we had a pretty fair chin wag before the <laughs> session. I can't remember exactly. Me, well, I'll, I'll hit you up. So yeah, hit me we up. were talking about um, working out what a person's, uh, say, North Star or uh, what their career progression or general direction of their career or uh, sometimes what we like to call a desire statement mm. uh, is. So where they want to be not in two weeks or six months time, but in like three, five years time. And then working backwards from there uh, is often a good way to go about it. Uh, and, and then trying to make a roadmap. Does that like, yeah. kind of resonate with what you, you do? Yeah, I think, I think um, and it, it takes time to work that out. And I'm sure some people, they never exactly define it I don't, I don't know if I've fully defined it, but I've got a general direction that I'm going um, or some values that I know align with certain um, roles. And yeah, I, I think like once you can work out the, at least the direction you want to go and, and you're passionate about that, like that gives you a massive source of energy. Um, I, I, I think, um, yeah, whether it's like, um, whether it's like fulfilling work, um, helping people in a way that you want, um, practicing in a way that you want, like autonomy of um, decision making or time, like freedom of time, mm. um, just working out like, yeah, what what does your future look like and like how does that align with your values? I think starting there is really powerful. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I guess like similar to a strategy with a client, like then you can just start working, making steps and, and putting systems and routines, attaching mentors to them mm. or like helping them find mentors that will help get them there. That, that's that got to be some sort of recipe, I think, Yeah. Um, for, for businesses or leaders or, yeah. Absolutely. hospitals mm. or whatever workplace yeah. mm. you're in, you know. Yeah. Like. Mm. Especially if you want people to stay in the profession. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we are in a profession and an industry where there's such a high dropout, you know, within three to five years, mm. you know, we lose a lot of practitioners to uh, other jobs, other mm. professions, back to uni, re retraining, that kind of thing. It's super, super common. And look, what what we do is... Um, there's kind of two two inductions happening at the same time, and one is like processes, schemes, clinical things that like you need to 
uh, upskill in quickly and early, uh, and we can't uh, you know can't afford to miss the day to day stuff mm. like that. But at the same time, people are talking with you, Andrew, and you know on a general basis, like what are you hoping to cover with people in their first couple of weeks in your inductions with them? Before I before I talk about that, mm. I think like from what Ryan said before, the the assumption is that like while we have a I don't know a three month induction program, realistically it's going to take twelve to eighteen months for people to get up yep. to speed, right? So yep. while you have a more intensive period at the start, um, which is what you need to like you said get up to date with schemes and and all that sort of stuff. Um, in order to be like a, a somewhat self-reliant EP, self-reflecting EP, it's going to take a little bit of time. So I hope that like a, a, I would consider a good induction to see it in that light. Like we don't expect at the end of your induction period mm-hmm. for you to be able to nail anybody that walks through the door and you have complete clinical and personal confidence with everybody. So it's going to take 18 That would months. be wild. That would be fantastic. <laughs> it doesn't work. Not that I know of. Um, what, what I do as part of my induction is more about the story of how we came to be where we are, where we are and where we're going mm. in the future. Um, I think so much... Uh, where we... I was going to say very fortunate. Like we've got uh, a few people in the business that have been here for a while. And so there are kind of like cultural norms Mm. or stories that have through difficult times, like through COVID, Mm. like have got us to the position that where we are now. Mm. And so it's actually more now like my induction now is is actually about sharing some of those stories Mm. so that people can understand why we operate the way that we do Mm. it's because of where we've come from and because Mm. of the people that are here that's kind of 75 percent of what i do and then the the other 25 percent is more about like the opportunities that come if you do decide to that this is where you want to be that you know you you want to make a quote unquote career out of this and and career doesn't necessarily need me need to mean 50 years it can mean like you know five to ten years um because we know that people will come and go and people will you know probably have a few careers in their career um and that's just a reality. It's normal. Yeah. Um, so if you did decide to like make private practice um, something that you wanted to spend, you know, a few years into, what opportunities might exist, um, you know, past that eighteen month or two year point, um, and then what, uh, yeah, what, what, how, how we could help support people to do that at that time. So that's kind of what our or my kind of induction mm. looks like. It's it's far less of the how to do things and mm. more of the the why we do things. Mm. And how does that then uh, lead into planning for people's careers? Because I know you do some uh, 
working those inductions around uh, kind of three-year planning for people or mm. three-year outlooks for people. Mm. It's it's a new concept for most people. To we 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 use um, a framework called a desire statement framework, which is a, an opportunity to think about what you would like your whole life to look like in three years time Um, part of that is your career part of that is your professional development but part of that is also your finances and your personal life and your family and etc so the idea is that like for for a lot of people they haven't thought about that Um, one of one of my mentor sayings is that people spend more time planning their wedding than they do their life (laughs) I can attest to that right now. <laughs> and, and what we want to do is actually like understand what is important to you. Yeah. What is important to you and how can your job, because we spend a fucking lot of time doing jobs. Wedding planning. Sorry. Wedding yeah, planning. Jobs. That too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a part-time job. Um, if we're going to spend so much time doing our, our job, how can we help the job or how can the job help us to live the life that we want to be living in the future, mm. right? And so that means going through a, a bit of a process and, and doing some critical thinking on ourselves about, well, what does that look like? Uh, from where do I want to live? How much do I want to earn? What do I want my weeks and my schedules to look like? What sort of clients do I want to be working with? Um, where do I want to be working? Like, uh, is there more learning, professional development that I want to be doing so that this future version of myself I can be working towards. Mm. That is something that we introduce during inductions. It's also something that we, it's not just a once and done. It's a, okay, every six months or every, certainly at our progression sessions at our 12-month annual reviews, something that we discuss. It's like how... You know what? What do you want your life to look like, and how can we, like, construct your role to help you work towards that? Mm. Within, within the the constructs of, uh, of the the business we're in, we are an allied health business. Yeah, like yeah. if you want to be a, I don't know, lawyer. Yeah, like, I can't really help can't you. help you that much. Can't help you. Yeah. We'll, we'll cause more workers' comp injuries <laughs> <laughs> and you can defend rebound. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, that's the intention. Hmm. Yeah. Which is also called a North Star, I believe. It's about, like, understand... Like, the, the, the terminology is, you know, probably fairly interchangeable about understanding what motivates people and what drives people like the person not yeah. just the clinician absolutely that's super interesting listening to that um yeah i think like back to your question about like an induction i feel i feel like yeah there, there's no shortcuts with this stuff um i feel like that initial onboarding like that does it does have to be like um quite heavy with like this is who we are the business like this is this is us this is what people like us do um this is our values and our mission and then like in conjunction with that like you're also like really getting to understand 
each person. Um, and like I said, like I, my first, the first time I went through that process, like it versus the second and the third, like it, it evolved every time. Um, like it's an ongoing process. Like you, you do discover, like I thought this is what, like the way I ticked. I thought I was like a, yeah, passionate re- rehab guru. <laughs> um, but I probably like align more with like teaching and mentoring um, thing, things like that. Like that, I've seen my North Star shift quite a lot. Um, same with a- any any like professional development or inducting around like yeah uh, like the literature mm. um, uh, like clinical sort of topics and like the patient and yeah the role of an EP like that's all ongoing like mm. I don't mm. think you can do it justice by being like here's our clinical induction mm. like you'll mm. be good after this mm. Um, mm. It, it is like yeah start with like this is this is uh, you know the company here's you this is what you value and then like roadmaps constantly reflecting i think like find yeah mentors that you know ask you more questions than provide answers mm-hmm. um make sure you've you've got some sort of actually you don't you probably don't need to like i'm like biased towards like i'm very hungry towards like learning and um yeah i, I don't know if everyone needs to like do that i, I value it um but I think it's it is good to have like some sort of like ongoing system, whether it's like reading research or um, yeah, like listening to podcasts or books, um, or just picking up the phone to like someone in the field regularly. I think like systems that you you can somewhat see it going towards um, your your work goals. Like I think that's quite important. Like the compound interest of that is quite powerful um yeah and just i think like in that induction just acknowledging all that like you know it's mm. you've probably heard ten thousand hours like it's probably more like ten thousand like iterations um mm. Mm. you you spend an hour you reflected on it you tweak something mm. next mm. hour mm. um and you can't do that on your own like it, i don't i don't think that would be a very good product like i think yeah Having having mentors that um, that are pretty switched on, um, yeah, who can help you reflect on yourself and what you've done with clients, like that's that's massive. Absolutely, and and I look, we we all have the benefit of being part of larger businesses uh, that have the people who can mentor you internally. Mm. Uh, that's not to say that if you're in a smaller situation or don't have those readily available to you in your in the place that you work, doesn't mean you can't find them. Like SR or, you know, APA or uh, the ACA, like the Cairo one or APRA, like they, mm. all of these uh, professional associations have mentor uh, lists available to you that you can go and seek out uh, and contact. And look, often people will want to help you Mm. because 
like you said, Ryan, your North Star shifted from wanting to be a rehab guru to wanting to mentor and lead and help other clinicians as well. There are lots of people out there like that who are looking for opportunities to do that more often. And often that starts by someone reaching out to them and going, hey, do you have a, uh, the chance to talk to me about this? I'd love to just pick your brain about this thing or ask you some questions. And someone who's maybe their North Star or what they want to do with their career is changing or they're a little bit inter- interested in mentoring and helping other practitioners will go, yeah, absolutely. Let's catch up or let's have a phone call. Um, it's not always a formal arrangement. Mm. And a lot of people are willing to give a bit of time because it's something that they're interested in doing. Mm. And if they want to go into a role where uh, that is something that they do do as part of their nine to five job, getting a bit of experience outside of their workplace is probably something that they'll do if it's something that they really value in their career. So reach out to people Mm. on LinkedIn, on Instagram, over email, on the street. Walk, walk into walk into another clinic. Are you in EP? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ask a million people. Someone will be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find one. Maybe I shouldn't yeah. be in PWS. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if you ask enough of the people in your profession who you want to learn from, if they've got a chance for you to pick their brain and have a conversation, someone's gonna say yes, and it's not always gonna be an expensive investment for you either because people want practice Mm. and generally in industry where we like to help people they like to help non-clients as well they Mm. like to help other clinicians uh, especially in a small industry like ep or other allied health Mm. you know it's all about like bettering the profession for a lot of people so go and do that (laughs) yeah i think like that person you're asking for help like they, they might know more than you but they're still consolidating what they know and like they're still working it out as well so like mm. you know, it's mutually beneficial mm. like I, I i learn a lot from yeah like having discussions and just asking other like people that i'm managing or students mm. like questions mm. i'm just like oh, really curious how they answer this and then you're always learning something mm. Mm. yeah like if you're not like a burden to them is no, I guess what I'm of saying. Of course. And, and I'm sure you'd have this as well, Ryan, that like if someone messages you on LinkedIn or emails you or Instagrams you, you don't, and, and they are genuinely asking you like, hey, I'm a young EP, like um, can you help me answer some of these questions or I'd love your advice or uh, to pick your brain about this. If I don't have the time, I'll send them to someone who does have the time. But a lot of the time, I'm going to answer their questions. I'm going to go, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, because it's interesting and I love to do it. Mm. I love to talk to other people in the industry. I've had lots of like big conversations with people over LinkedIn or Instagram uh, as the main two ones. Um, so just reach out to people that most likely they're going to answer. Uh, and if not the first person, try the next you know, two to 10 people and you'll get an answer from someone. Mm. nothing to lose heaven forbid you just get seen on LinkedIn (laughs) who cares (laughs) I've seen all the bloody LinkedIn premium offers and all the uh, bunch of all these other people trying to sell me things so 
when I get excited when someone's like, hey, I've got a like genuine question to ask you. Like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> genuine conversation on LinkedIn. Stop it. <laughs> this is very exciting. <laughs> what a great opportunity. I, Andrew, I imagine like with, with quite a large LinkedIn following that you have, uh, <laughs> because you've got letters after your name. And, so do and, you. And things... <laughs> Not on my LinkedIn. Oh, you should put them, put them there. Put them all there. <laughs> Just full lots of letters. I'm, I'm not putting the, Make the, up letters. the, the M-A-I-C-D Make up letters. letters there. Makeup letters. Is that what that sounds like? <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Absolutely. Um, do people message you over LinkedIn? Yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah, and I'll respond. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. With something, right? With something, mm. yeah. Um, sometimes the questions are pretty short and direct and it's like, cool. Sometimes it's uh, like just a... Did one uh, just before Christmas, like jumped on a, a call with someone for just half an hour and they had some questions about, um, you know, some, some NDIS stuff and it's half an hour and, and, you know, they had some questions and I answered them, yeah. like half an hour, easy. Mm. Um, the ongoing stuff, yeah, like that's, that's an opportunity and mm. um, most people, like... Most allied health professionals <laughs> got into allied health to help people mm. and most people now in, in managerial leadership roles, it's just gone from helping patients to helping team members. Yeah. And so like you'll find, generally you'll find a fairly good yeah. reception when you reach out to people. Absolutely. Because they're that way inclined yeah. naturally. And if you reach reach out to someone also over social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever, it's also their public profile and perception um, and reputation that they're putting on the line by being on that uh, platform. So if they ignore you, it kind of goes against what they're on there in the first place. For. Mm. So there's also a bit of like more reason for them to respond and answer yeah. your questions. And you probably feel good by answering that person and going, wow, that it's was nice. so helpful. Thank yeah. you. And you go, yeah. oh, it's just like NDIS knowledge that cool. I have just sitting Happy in my brain. Yeah. Happy to talk to someone about it, right? <laughs> yeah. Please let me help you. Yeah. I know some Please. things. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nobody asked me anything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, uh, you've, um, you've got heaps more experience in this than us. Like, do you have any advice, Andrew, for, I guess, new grads or students finding out which mentors or even just like people to engage with on social media how do you know the sharks versus the you know the the true like helpful mentors that's a good question um recommendations are always good right so if you have like you've graduated from a cohort like ask them if there's somebody that you know they've reached out to they've had a positive experience with um i mean i i i personally very much value authenticity with people so like irrespective of the platform it's it's just a reflection of them as a person um and i think i've got a fairly good bullshit radar and so i can sort of see that pretty quickly if somebody says something but then they're doing something quite different and I'm, that for me is a bit of a red flag and I'm kind of out the door. Um, so if you're following people on LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever, um, 
and they're sprouting the fact that you know they want to help people and they're you know they've got this knowledge and they want to you know impart it um when you reach out they should respond Mm. that just makes sense um that's authenticity to me and and they should do that um i think being on there regularly as well um like having a, a presence and um uh one that comes to mind is ryan mccathy mm. i'm not sure if you follow him on um linkedin but he's hunter got some hunter rehab up yeah. in um, newcastle in newcastle um post some great stuff mm. on linkedin you know very much an authority in the you know work cover sira mm. space mm. um and i'm probably stitching ryan up now but like if you were to reach out to him like i'm i'm 99% sure that he would respond um and respond in a very favorable way you'll um, have to do now <laughs> <laughs> don't sorry ryan he also has a good podcast called the ep growth podcast mm. um i would recommend listening to that learned quite a lot of good stuff from him mm. on that one mm. um so follow people like engage with them as well right like to yes yes you know definitely cold outreach to people um if if that's kind of where you're at but also like maybe you comment on a few of their posts maybe you kind of like allow them to see you so that when you do reach out to them more directly it's not just so cold it's a little (laughs) bit warmer and it's like oh i've seen this person i've seen their profile i've seen their face i'm might be a little bit more open to responding. We like a warm lead. Warm leads are Warm leads are good. That's the sales thing, right? You don't want a cold lead. You want a warm lead. Mm. Yeah. I, you, you joked about it before, but like I've, I've built up my LinkedIn following mm. over a long period of time. But the amount of fucking shit that comes mm. through my, my messages, oh. it's just insane. Yeah. So it like... It needs to kind of mm. be be authentic mm. and genuine, and I will absolutely respond mm. to it. But if it's a, hey, like here's my new fucking piece of shit, I I, <laughs> I don't care, and I'm just going to delete it, right? Join my networking. Here's Fuck my off. new piece of shit. <laughs> the wine, the wine's wow. on it. What a great looking piece of shit you have there. <laughs> Would you like to join my crypto bit? No, no, yes. I would not. Yes. <laughs> no, because I, no, because I already have. <laughs> I lost all my money. <laughs> no, I think that's good advice for like, um, yeah, for, for social media. Even just like if I, I would love to see a snapshot of like who I followed on social media versus now, like two mm. years ago versus now. Cause I, you know, that, you, you come out of uni, you're like, you just see exercises mm. and someone who mm. seems experienced and you're like, follow. Mm. Um, and like, there's a lot of people like selling, selling the world and delivering an atlas when it comes to that. So, <laughs> I mean, you've got like people like Joel. That's S- good. I'm just going to pause on that. Excellent. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Well done. Yeah. You, yeah, like someone like Joel Seedman or like even oh, Scott University, like I'm happy to throw them yeah. under because like I came out. And he doesn't like, give a fuck. Wow, like that's a really interesting exercise. <laughs> like what's going on here? And then like, 
yeah, a few months later, you're like, that is just so stupid. Maybe like, I should squat with a kettlebell hanging from my neck. Mm. <laughs> Can't believe it. Functional. Man. Like, you couldn't pay me to do that stuff. But anyway. Um, but he, and but he's just training wide, like NFL wide receivers. Oh. So he's must be very important. Must yeah. be right. And then I transitioned to like, all right, I'll follow him just for like humor. And then, yeah. uh, and then I got to a point I'm like, this is just like toxic. Like I need this out of my... He pissed Vision. me off yesterday. Yesterday? Yesterday. <laughs> Joel Seedman pissed me off yesterday. I've talked about it a couple of times in this podcast. Um, he did a post and it was basically a compilation of all of these people doing like really heavy lifts and blowing out joints and dislocating shoulders and doing knees and stuff in competition on yeah. video. And the, the takeaway was like, this is why you should never do exercises past nine degrees of joint angle. Mm-hmm. Because you are putting your tissues like at risk of these injuries, mm. and it's like the most gruesome possible injuries you could find. I was yeah, like, this man, this is like huge fear mongering. It, like, it would be huge a good fear mongering. It's a good like case study for like, yeah, like what to look out for, like mm. people who are like making a a problem out of nothing and like mm. solving like. Providing us mm. a, a solution, selling oh, yeah. that solution. By the way, here's my course. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. I see. There what it is. And like, there if you go. have any questions, like, read my blogs. I'll mm. solve them. Like mm. research, you know. Like, give mm. me a break. And then same with same with like squat uni, like things like that, where it's mm. like, they came today with this problem. I fixed it by the time they walked out, and you're like, yeah. what? Like, yeah. you you completely like actually, deceiving everyone. Like patients, yeah. e- like health professionals like anyone who's impressionable because they don't have the knowledge to like critically analyze yeah. that yeah um so i just got rid of all of that and following like mm. people that i think are quite um yeah like got good good virtues and values and like the, they align with my um not not even my like understanding like i like people that can like really challenge my beliefs but mm. in the right way mm. um mm. So, yeah, I think mm. that's an interesting, like, element. Like, you just... I, I don't even think it's worth, like, looking at those shit pages for the meme value. Like, mm. that, there's probably some, like, unconscious effect where you're just like, maybe I will just complicate this little exercise tomorrow. Like, yeah. Because mm. yeah. I saw that little idea that I actually liked that I, with Joel Seedman. <laughs> you're so fucking right. And you're in my head right now because... Like today, I was then doing a squat with someone and they're like, uh, look how low I can go. And just it just flashed in my head of the video on his on his Instagram post of a guy like blowing his knee out because he oh. squatted so low. I was like, get the fuck out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> like, leave me alone. It's fine. Yeah, but it's, it's fine. like, shit. Like, I was literally watching that because I was, and it was like getting me a bit angry and like I normally find him a bit of a laugh. But suddenly that was in my head when mm. I was with a client. I was like, oh, that's not good. Not good. That's really not good. It's, mm. it's subconsciously affecting my brain, like mm. in how I watch people move, yeah. which is not what I want at all. So you know, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really consider whether I unfollow him. Mm. Mm. I might keep following him. No, mate. I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I'll think, but I'll be upset about it. <laughs> I'm sorry, right? I tried. Nah, you can follow him. I tried him. to unfollow him. him. It's just too I funny. Mean, 
Didn't mean to make you feel bad. No, I, I feel bad. But that's good. I need to feel bad. I just, yeah, you know what I mean, though. You, I know you, what you mean. You should, I guess that principle of like, you're the average of the people you surround yourself with. Like, I think yeah. that extends to like the, oh, just what one. you see, mm. whether you like. Andrew, mm. this guy's full of good sayings, isn't he? Whether this can be the the, t- the Instagram post. Just yeah, yeah. Will, will sound like that. Try to remember. An hour 17 was, was when he said the. You know, something about the world and the Atlas thing. Yeah, that so was gold. Oh, that was Absolutely good. gold. <laughs> so yeah. I'll write that one down. And then yeah. there's, there's 122 when you said the, the, yeah, the average of the people you surround yourself with. God, <laughs> full of them. I'll God. make a reel out of these ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't because there's too much editing. I can't be fucked. But, you know. Someone we'll talk will, about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 we'll talk about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, I wish I had someone who could make Instagram stuff out of this and then we could look like experts yeah. and all that kind of jazz and... Not answer messages. Maybe one day. Sell courses, ten percent off if you <laughs> say the code that's said in the podcast. <laughs> ah. I'm never gonna make money. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. What have we gone to? All the wines are empty. <laughs> that was a nice one. It was good mm. wine. It was good somewhere one. like if there's a spectrum of like Ribena and wine, it's pretty close <laughs> to Ribena, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> it's been yes. a good like decade plus since I've had Ribena. The Qui-Gon Gin red wine has been peppered today with <laughs> <laughs> this farm. Whoever owns this farm's pretty flat. Incredible. Yeah. They're great. Good on them. Well Good done, McGuigan. You took one sip, you're like, it's all bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no, I didn't tase any spicy plums, but uh, it tasted good. I've got a question for Ryan. Whoa. It extends. Uh, for, you know, Archie said it before, right? Like we're 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 all in a fairly fortunate position where, you know, we we're we're working with, or in companies that have got induction programs and and things like this, where you know we've got people such as yourself and such as Archie that like spend a lot of time and a mm. lot of effort in kind of putting these things together for new team members that come on board. Um, but we're also appreciative of the fact that you know sometimes that's uh, just because of the size or the location or whatever, that that's you know not necessarily um, functional for for you know small organisations bringing mm. new team members on. What would be some of your advice to like new grads coming in that um, yeah might might you know want a little bit more than what's being exposed in their in their workplace? Yeah, I mean, like your workplace is just one part of your network. So, um, yeah, don't, don't feel like limited by the resources and, and conversations that you can have in those four walls. Um, yeah, like we've, we've mentioned a lot of like ways to go about that, but there's some really good, um, good courses and and mentors available. You just, you, you don't, you don't reach them by hesitating to, to message though and ask ask questions or ask for, for help or for a coffee, asking the shadow. Um, mm. Yeah, just be open-minded and, um, yeah, I, I, I would say, like, yeah, I'm in a privileged position. I like to invest a lot in my learning and, and I just don't really want to put, like, a cap on on that. I think whenever I've invested in my learning, like, it, it's just been so so much more um more valuable the returns so um i would consider like 
yeah, invest in yourself in whatever like amount is suitable for your circumstances. Mm. Um, yeah, anything to add? No, that that's a great point. We didn't really talk about it during the the bulk of it, but um, yeah, a few hours going and and seeing different EPs and seeing how mm. they operate in in different locations with different clients. I think that's a wonderful way to. Yeah, get a different perspective on how other people operate and, um, you know, learn from actually seeing uh, somebody in practice rather than the theoretical side yeah. of it. I think that's really useful. Yeah, I've, I've like, at the moment, I've got a student who, like, is on holidays and coming and shadowing um, in Marrickville and I'm just like, mate, hats off. Like yeah, that, mm. huge. You're going to be better in... Mm. Two years out, you'll be heaps better than me, like the way you're approaching it. The amount of yeah. effort you put in at that point makes a huge yeah, difference, insane. right? Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then like that, yeah, like students probably have the best time to shadow. Like you... Absolutely. The earlier you can apply the knowledge that you're learning at uni to people, the better. Um, and those holidays, probably a better way to shadow than like while you're working. Mm. Um, mm. as an EP so yeah, hats off to that guy he's he's um, knows he knows um, you know he obviously like understands that that, in, that investment mm. um, in, in himself and his learning and big steps towards his future early on yeah. which you know might not make a big difference to how his fourth year of uni goes but like in a couple years time that's going to be a huge, hmm. uh, a yeah. huge influence for you know, how he is as a new grad coming out of uni with all that extra experience, right? Any extra place for now you can get hanging out with people in the industry and with real clients is invaluable. Like, mm. It's incredible. Because mm. that, that is the biggest gap. Like, you huge just, gap. You haven't mm. seen any clients. Like yeah. that, there's a lot to know mm. that you just don't, don't see from a textbook. Mm. Or you see it in a textbook, but you don't understand it till you see it in a person and like absolutely apply yeah. that principle or that knowledge to a person. Mm. So yeah, and that's why you have clinicians who are who have been practicing for twenty years who you think are spitting bullshit, but are still, you know, uh, getting incredibly great outcomes with clients is because they're nailing all the other stuff mm. uh, that you don't know how to do yet. So there's still so much to learn from those from everyone. Right, who's been practicing a long time? Mm. The more exposure you can get to that, the better. You're just trying to get years under your belt, time mm. under your belt, uh, and the the faster you can get time and experience under your belt, the the better. Even just think like employability. Like, yeah, I did placement oh. plus in my holidays. I did this, or I did straight away. I went and had a coffee with like Archie a few times. Like, yeah, mm. um, yeah. yeah. Well, guess what? Like, it, it, he reaches out to to you. Uh, in a year's time and goes, Ryan, like I'm going to be looking for a job in three to six months time when I finish uni, you're way more likely to go, absolutely, mate. Yeah, you can have my job, I'll work on you. Yeah, Yeah. 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 like no doubt, those are the people you want to hire, right? Yeah, because you're like, even if you're not there yet, Mm. where I would probably want a candidate to be, Mm. like with that sort of attitude, like you're going to get there. Mm. Mm. Like. Mm. That, that's what you want. They're generally the students we hire are the ones who invest the most time, ask the best questions, uh, do the most learning. Uh, they're not necessarily motivated. Yeah, like they're not necessarily 
the the smartest or the book smartest people mm. or the ones who are uh, the most capable right now. Mm. Uh, it's the people who you can see it's like, oh, you're putting a lot of time and effort into this. Uh, that shows and that's what's important to us early on. Yeah. Great. Lovely. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Ryan, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, thanks for having me. We'll, we'll see you for part five and six. <laughs> in a couple it's, of like the, it's like Star Wars. We're doing the... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. So, oh, no, five and six are good. Five and six were I real good. So. Yeah. 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 Oh, Empire Strikes Back and Last. Yeah, yeah. They're great. Yeah, I think one to six were really good. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's not talk... We won't do seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> Or <laughs> all, all the stories, the side We've stories. We got a rogue yeah. one. No, rogue we got one. a rogue one. We'll do it. We'll do a rogue one. Yeah. We won't do any Disney Plus <laughs> TV shows because nah, nah. they all Mandalorian. Suck. Yeah. Maybe episode, season one Mandalorian. <laughs> We've lost Andrew. We better start. Uh, okay. no, I've cheated. Andrew doesn't have time to watch TV. He's got kids. <laughs> all right. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. See you later. Bye. <laughs>